1: You know, what if I told you going into this game, you never know how they're going to go, right? If I had told you, Steve Versnick, that, you know what, the Bucks are going to have a pretty good day on offense. In fact, they're going to score 31 against the Kansas City Chiefs. What percentage would you say the Bucs win that game? 90,
2: 95.
1: Agreed. I mean, Especially since uh, as much as they had struggled. Look, they came into the game having scored only three offensive touchdowns in three games, okay? And, you know, they haven't had their guys, and so they get Mike Evans back. They get Chris Godwin back. They get Julio Jones in a cameo appearance. He actually went out of the game uh, very briefly or or very quickly after after being in it. But Tom Brady throws for a season high, 385 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, 114.7 ring. You think, wow wow, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. This game wasn't even close. The Kansas City Chiefs got all the revenge they wanted from Super Bowl 55 and then some. If you remember, it was 602 days ago, <laughs> and I'm counting, um, more than 19 and a half months that the Chiefs walked into Raymond James Stadium and didn't get in the end zone, didn't get in the end zone. They had a totally different offensive line. They also had a better receiver in, in uh, Tyree Kill. Nonetheless, Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes, and the Bucks did all they could to hand the game to him early, fumbling the opening kickoff by Rashad White, the young rookie. Not a way to start an important Sunday night football game. Also, Tom Brady getting a sack fumble, so they gave away two turnovers that Kansas City cashed in on right away. But this game was never really close, and the reason, the reason was was sort of twofold. But it wasn't in the mind of Todd Bowles. His defense was horrible in this game. As much as we'll talk about Patrick Holmes and how brilliant he was and some of the you know Houdini stuff he does, but the defense, the one that had given up 27 points the entire season, they did that in the first half on Sunday.
2: Well, that's where if you told me the Bucks scored 31 points, that I'm going, they win this game. Sure. The defense, I mean, okay, it's Mahomes. They're going to get more than nine points tonight. Yeah. You knew okay. that going Okay, we get
1: 24, 25, 28. You hope know?
2: 17 maybe. You're hoping 21. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Even if you gave up 28, you scored thirty. Solid
1: win. Fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the defense. Oh, well, I mean, it started with the opening kickoff.
1: It did. It so, did. So, you
2: know, it wasn't even 100% positive it was a fumble. The offense was on the field. I know. And and did you see how dejected they looked? It was like, what? We're not?
1: (laughs) Well, we got to go back over here now?
2: (laughs) I mean, the momentum was gone like that. Any momentum you had, a home game, Sunday night, everything. Oh, yeah,
1: everybody's ready to scream their their ears off, and then you you do that, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, the offense had walked on the field because the fumble was kind of late as he was falling to the ground, Mm -hmm. and you thought he was just tackled. Right. And and like I said, the offense was there, and they kind of slowly walked off the field, their heads down. (laughs) And and two plays later, the Chiefs two plays forty six seconds in and it's seven nothing. Yep. And you're like, what the
1: Yeah. And then, you know, I mean the Bucks go back down and they do what they do. They they drive the ball and can't get in the end zone, so they kick their forty five yard field goal, you're like, okay, seven three. You're kind of in this thing. Nope. Just like last week, in fact, exactly like last week, uh, it was fourteen to three, uh, very early on. And you know, a week ago, should have been 21-3, to three, but for a uh, a fumble in the end zone there. But, listen, I'm a, I, I'm a big Andy Reid guy. I think, you know, they were more creative. Their goal line plays are phenomenal. I Maybe mean, had a third string tight end, you know, running the ball in. <laughs> it was just
2: – That was a great – that was a well-designed play.
1: Really good. I, I mean, you just love to be, you know – around Andy on goal line day uh, in Kansas City because he gets everybody involved. And I mean everybody. They mentioned on the but
2: broadcast that Wednesday's the day they put in those plays. Yeah. And it's Travis Kelsey be a, said best day of the week.
1: Best day of the week. I bet it is. And I remember uh, going back a long time ago when John Gruden was a head coach. You know, him and Andy Reid were just young uh, offensive assistants in Green Bay for uh, Mike Holmgren uh, years and years ago. And they would have contests, more or less, trying to see which crazy play that Holmgren would take from them during the week, and Andy would win most of those contests. He's just really, really creative, and he showed that. But you know what? I, I was thinking that a couple of things, not the least of which is I, Patrick Mahomes has had this game wanting to atone for that Super Bowl for a long time. Like I said, almost you know two years um, two-plus years, like 19, 19 and a half months. And he came out and was like next-level Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, avoiding the rush, you know, spinning around, stepping over guys, sort of like shot-putting touchdowns to people.
2: Underhanding shovel passes.
1: Underhanding shovel passes, uh, you know, side-arming balls. Like, and then third down, oh, my gosh. At one point, they were 11 of 13. <laughs> I mean, 11 of 13 on third down. You can't get your offense back on the field. It's amazing that the Bucks scored 31 points because they never really had the ball, you know. And it, it was just, man, it was one of those frustrating nights uh, for their defense. I talked to Raheem nunez Roaches after the game, and he was just, I've never seen, he goes, I've been standing here trying to think what, what just happened. Like, what was that? Like, I, he goes, they, you know, beat us and we we were terrible. Like, we didn't, we didn't do anything right. We were just, you know, give them credit. I mean, you know, credit is where credit is due, he said. But to give up 189 yards on the ground against a defense that for three years now hasn't allowed people to run on them, they ran all over them. And the weird thing is, a week ago, when the Chiefs lost to, Indianapolis, which, by the way, was a bad thing, bad development for the Bucs, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when they lost to Indianapolis, they didn't even – I don't think they had 50 yards rushing, and Patrick Mahomes was their leading rusher. And then they come out the next week against this defense, against this Bucks defense that had not given up squad douche in a long time, and they end up with 189 rush, rushing yards. It's just crazy how effective they were. The game planning, the execution – and, oh, yeah, Shaq Barrett probably ticked them off by saying that, you know, they were going to have a coming-out party, the uh, the uh, defensive line was. It did not, and they did not. And so they're 2-2, two and two, you know, which isn't the wor- worst place to be in the NFC South because you're tied with Atlanta for the division lead. We can get into those games. But I don't know, man. I, I didn't see – I don't think anyone could have foreseen the defense letting them down and the special teams. I mean, this was – as i say a complete team big, team loss you win as a team you damn sure lost as one against the chiefs
2: yeah i think and look we said all along when the schedule came out if you went 2 and 2 through the first four sure you're doing okay and mm-hmm. the honest truth is you're 2 and 2 and you're tied for first place in the division and if you can beat the falcons at home next week you're in first place
1: by game with eight. a lot of games left a lot of football left
2: but saying that if I told you that you're going to lose both road games or win both road games and then lose the two home games. And, and and lose them the way you did. You got down early so quick both of them. Yeah. And you just, you know, I mean, tonight the identity of this offense, we've talked about it all offseason. They're going to run the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. They're going they're going to f- focus on the run. They had six carries. <laughs> I know. It's tied for the what second you- lowest in NFL history.
1: That's incredible to me when you told me that.
2: Yeah. So, four times there's been six rushes in NFL history. One was with the Patriots with Brady as quarterback, and then tonight Brady's quarterback with the Bucks. Right. You know, the one time that there was five rushes in NFL history? 2 years ago, Tom Brady in the Bucks against the Saints.
1: There you go. And
2: that was the there game you go. that I believe that was the game that they went down 28 nothing real quick.
1: Yeah. on, and Sunday, on
2: Sunday night football. At home. Yep.
1: Right. And the three yards rushing, I believe, is the second worst ever. The Bucs actually had one game where they had one yard net rushing. So they made history all over the place. I mean, it was god-awful. I mean, you couldn't... They just... They had to abandon it at some point because they fell behind. But even saying that, you know, they haven't really run the ball since Dallas. I mean, you know, Leonard Fournette's had attempts, but not, not much production. And... The sad thing was, you know, this was the game they were going to play Rashard White more, and he did have a rushing touchdown. He mm-hmm. talked to him after the game and said, well, it's kind of bittersweet now because I fumbled the opening kickoff. But, you know, he did he did get in the end zone, and that was one of his, I think, three positive yards on the night. Leonard Fournette was, was you know, getting stuffed every time he, he touched the ball. And, you know, I, I understand that you get behind, but – You've got to be able to run it some, especially when you want to, and you've got to be able to do it effectively. And it, Part of it's got to be this offensive line. We've talked about this offensive line being new. I think they're still trying to figure out what they can do. Um, this is going to sound odd maybe to you. I'm not sure. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let me get into it. I'm going to tell you what my theory is and why, in a weird way, I think the Bucks may have found something, even in defeat. And I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. First, I want to talk about May Electric Solar, our sponsors. They are a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now, there's a lot of these companies out there. May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit the Hudson Showroom, May Electric displays all its products that conduct on-site testing, you can see exactly what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job. Start saving today and call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your life and the quality of your products. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Here's what I was going to say, uh, and, and this this happened... I think it was a, a, two years ago during the Super Bowl season. If you recall, the Kansas City Chiefs, before they lost to the Bucs in the Super Bowl, came in Raymond James, had a mm-hmm. big lead, and wound up winning the game by a field goal. And in the second half, they, the Bucks were terrible. They were three and out, three and out. I think the Chiefs got up on them like 21 to three, something like that. It wound up being a field goal game. Um, and in the second half, the Bucks started moving the ball and moving it pretty effectively. And they said that year that even in defeat, that second half of the Chiefs games, it kind of found something. I think they found something in this game. And I think it's the rhythm in their passing game. For whatever reason, it just hasn't clicked. The downfield throws, maybe the trust in the offensive line. Um, and it, look, Brady did get hit and he sacked and he was fumbled and, and and so they weren't perfect by any stretch. But they got Donovan Smith back, which I think helped Brady, you know, mentally. I think just knowing that his left tackle was there, um, I, I think he was able to hang in there a little bit longer and, and sort of keep his eyes downfield. Didn't get rid of the ball as quickly sometimes. But they found their vertical passing game. And Mike Evans was spectacular. You know, he was really, really good. And he was available to Brady uh, in the end zone especially – could have had three touchdowns. He got one pass interference down on the goal line that set it up at the one, and the Bucks went on to score. And I thought Chris Godwin played really – I thought it was promising the way he played. He was tough. One time it looked like he got hurt, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, did he, you know, did he tear his knee up again? But, no, it was kind of his back and his hip, got kind of a hip pointer uh, when he banged into somebody down there. But he seemed okay. Uh, but just watching those guys – whether it was Breit, whether it was uh, – when we talk about Cameron and his concussion, whether it was him, whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, Tom's guys, they look like a vertical passing game again instead of this dink and dunk stuff that hasn't produced any points.
2: Well, and I, you might be right. Donovan Smith may be a big part of that. I think the other part is he had his full complement of receivers.
1: Exactly. You can't yes.
2: double-team Mike Evans That's if Chris right. Godwin's on the other side. That's right. I mean – you know, you, you, this year you don't have Gronkowski that could take away that. Right. Even if Godwin was out, you had mm-hmm. Gronk and Evans that yep. you had to cover. If, if Godwin's hurt and Julio Jones isn't playing much and Russell Gage we know is hurt, still playing, right? You can, you can take your defense and take Mike Evans out of the game. With Godwin there, you can't do that now. You've got to respect the other side. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that's a big part of it, too, is he finally had his full complement of receivers. Now, we know Julio Jones went out, barely played tonight. Right.
1: But, Russell Gage didn't do much.
2: But Godwin and Evans looked really good because yep. they're together. There was yep. a second threat on the field. There that's hasn't right. been all year, basically. I mean, Godwin played the first game but went out quick. Mm-hmm. You know, there hasn't been that second threat. And, and Dallas game, they did have it. Since yeah, them, they had they all haven't.
1: three for a while yeah. until they, the two of them got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: so I, I think I think Donovan Smith being back, yes, but I also think it's it's the compliment of receivers that you know it gives Brady options, and and you know if you give him options, he'll find it, he'll find the open guy.
1: Oh, for sure, and I and and I think too that the reason I mentioned Smith is only because I felt like Tom wasn't bailing as fast. You know, like it just seemed. In the first few weeks, he was going to get rid of that ball and get rid of it quick, and he still does, right? He didn't, No one wants to take a sack and get hit and all that. Um, but he hung in there a little bit more, and he kept his eyes downfield, and he delivered some really good throws. And, and, you know, Mike Evans wins. Like you said, you get man coverage, and he wins. The most automatic play in football, and I wrote about this a few weeks ago, is the fade route to Mike Evans. If he's got man coverage, it's over, right? He throws that thing up there, and it's done. Any kind of good ball at all... He's gonna he's gonna win the jump ball, so I, I just feel like they had a little bit of rhythm, right? They look they looked a little unstoppable um, for a while. Uh, again, it's got to be sustainable, and 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 you know you 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 can't not run the football. I mean, you're gonna have to when you run it, you're gonna have to be successful. I mean, their problem is too many times they run it on first down and they're second and twelve, <laughs> you know, second and nine. I mean, it's like. Just no production early in the run game on early downs at all. And well, that's but, but when you're
2: changed. behind.
1: Right. Now you gotta abandon it.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah. which they did six carries tonight.
1: Yeah. I mean it's unheard of in an NFL game.
2: You know, I mean that's where, that's where you can't fumble the opening kickoff. Nope. But your defense nope. has to figure out how to stop a team on, on the first possession because they keep giving up early touchdowns.
1: Well, and that's what Bulls said. Now, they've made the
2: adjustments normally. Tonight they weren't able to figure it out. Yeah. But when you get behind early all the time, it puts pressure on your offense.
1: It really does. And then, you know, Brady said, well, and then we were going three and out and putting the defense right back out there against Mm -hmm. a really good offensive team. I mean, this is the complimentary football that he talked about, that Bulls has talked about, that they weren't able to do. They just weren't able to execute that because it's been one side or the other, And, and it is kind of the ultimate team sport. Um, But those guys on defense couldn't get off the field. And then, you know, too many three and outs on offense, the turnovers, Brady, sack, fumble, you know, all of that. But, you know, Bowles was, was right. He says, look, you know, our job is to have our backs against the wall. That's what defense is. You know, it doesn't matter what situation you're put in. You're supposed to come up with a big play and stop them. And if that's holding them to a field goal when they get an opening kickoff fumbled away, then you hold them to a damn field goal. And they didn't do that. They, they, they really had no answers for Bull, for um, Mahomes at all. And you know, Andy Reid coached a great game. Uh, their defense played well enough. They gave up thirty one, so you can't really say that Chiefs' defense was dominant. Um, but it it was a tough loss, man. It's it you know that's two in a row now at home. You remember now you got one game in Germany, so you are not going to have very many left, and that means you are going to have to go on the road and get some wins. Against some teams, maybe some that you're not favored. Although I don't know how many of those will be left, but um, this is not a, a very promising start for them, to say the least. And yet, there is this realization that you know we're right. We're right in it. It's like our goal is to win the division. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, position ourselves good for the playoffs. We're su- it's such a long season. Like I was sitting there after the game, and I said something to uh, Joey Knight, and I said, "Man, we're not even a quarter of the way through." <laughs> Because there's 17 games, not 16, and when you look at it that way, you're just like, man, that is incredible, you know.
2: Yeah, everything but they, they lose. want, everything they want to accomplish is in front of them. Well, for sure. The, I mean, there's only one team that's four zero in True. football, and that's the Eagles. That's the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, so you're within a game of everybody of, of the if best anybody teams. ahead of you. Yeah, I that's mean, right. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, you've you've you're one zero in your division. Mm-hmm. And if you beat the Falcons this week at home, right? Who what? Marcus Mariota completed seven passes today. I they know won. what was they within, won and but, they
1: won. Yeah. They ran the the you know what out of the ball.
2: Yeah, but if you can beat the Falcons next week, you're two and zero against your division, and mm-hmm. you're a game up on the Falcons and maybe more on the Saints and the Panthers.
1: And listen, I I have no doubt that if the Bucks, barring catastrophic injuries like the ones they've suffered the last you know two weeks before this. I, I mean, maybe New Orleans gets hot. Maybe Jameis comes back. I, I don't know. I, w- I don't know whether to count them out. But I'm not impressed with, with the teams in the NFC South. I'm not. I think the Bucks are going to win this division, you know, if they have to win it with ten wins or nine, they might, they might do it. But I just don't think the division is that good, you know. I mean, Mariota is your quarterback in Atlanta. Baker Mayfield trying to get it done in Carolina um you know it's just I'm just I'm just okay with those guys I just I think the Bucks have a good good look at it and but they're gonna have to string together some wins uh, the, the schedule is still favorable like you said they play Atlanta at home you got to win a home game now and again and then I believe they go to Pittsburgh and then Carolina so a couple of road games after this this uh, third straight home game the other ele- the elephant in the room, or in this case, I should say, the rabbit in the room. This is unbelievable. So you know, it'd be easy to, to blame the performance or lackluster or whatever lack of you know mental errors on the fact that this entire organization, football organization, was mm-hmm. displaced last week. And in no way are the Bucks or anyone crying poor or gosh, you know, how about us? We're you know, what wasn't this awful? We all recognize that the real suffering is happening in Southwest Florida and fort Myers and Sanibel and and you know all those Naples down there and all those places, so this is not about that however, mm-hmm. it's really interesting um you know <laughs> the 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 number of of details that they had to go through, Tim Jiracki who's the the team's um you know director of operations. When they started seeing or you know catching glimpses of a tropical depression around South America, they started following the storm and the job they did to move three hundred three hundred people because it wasn't just a team, it was also wives, girlfriends, parents, anybody that dogs, wanted to come cats, yeah, well, that was the other twenty eight dogs <laughs> twenty eight dogs, a few cats. And a rabbit. <laughs> the hell has a rabbit? We're like, what? Who has a rabbit? He goes, and I, you know, it, I don't know that I would have guessed him first. He might have been in my top five, though, just because of how he, and I don't know him that well. Yeah, Luke Gadecki has a rabbit, has had one for three years. And he brought his rabbit. And I think the rabbit's name is Clebus if you're into that. Who the hell keeps a rabbit these days?
2: Not me, but... Although my boys would probably like one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I remember my, my dad had pulled one off the nature trail when I was a little kid, but then, you know, prom, you know, one rabbit, and he, he, then you have, suddenly you have 12. But I I just... I can't imagine, like, hey, I got this pet, and I'm really worried it might get caught in a hurricane. It's a rabbit. I'm going to bring it down. It's crazy. But they had... Listen... It's it it'd be something you could you could maybe excuse them or well, you know, the week was disruptive. And they went through hell trying to get it pulled off. I mean the story you should read it on Tampa Bay Times and in Tampa dot com um, about the logistics and how difficult all this really was. But, but to you, a man you, you wonder
2: what the emotional toll was.
1: I, I mean I think I think there was something and, and I was gonna tell you that Chris Tristan Worf said this, he goes, Listen, here's this really cool. But I'm sure it was stressful too that all these guys, or so many of these guys, they had their wives, they had their kids, mm-hmm. right? So in some cases, their, their grandparents. Like, this was a an evacuation as much as it was anything, right? You mm-hmm. took a bunch of people that thought they might be in harm's way, and yes, they had to prepare, but, you know, chartered those flights, bussed them, all that stuff to the Marriott and Biscayne Bay. Biscayne Bay and they were looking at other places like West Virginia and around the country. But, man, I mean, that's that's hard duty. And jeraki p- pulled it off. They were down there, and as soon as they got down there on Tuesday, they were getting bans from the hurricane. You know, they are getting wa- uh, rain mm-hmm. bans. And he said they had set up um, meeting rooms, and, and they, were, they took over all the ballrooms on the third floor, and there was this one meeting room. I think it was the DBs. He goes, after so much rain had dumped, we had a waterfall from the ceiling. <laughs> and he goes, we're scared to death because right next door with this little soft partition was the meal room. was the, you know, like the meal room. Um, lots of babies. He goes, you know, they're having construction on the hotel. There was Jack Cameron going on. These young moms have kids. And, you know, just, just a lot of bonding stuff you would think. But, man. uh and nobody was going to blame their performance at all, nor should they, on that. What an undertaking, though. You know, you have, to, you have to say, like, even though they prepared three days for practice like they normally would, nothing was normal about this week. But Absolutely you know, nothing. you
2: know players, and it doesn't matter the sport, they're a creature of habit.
1: Creatures of habit, yeah. You know, yeah.
2: okay, so on Monday I, I go, I, I, I get film, I go get treatment, Tuesday's my day off. Oh, this time they had to travel to Miami on the day off. Wednesday, then we start. To, but except now I'm not at home. I'm not. Right. Nothing's normal about this. My family's in a hotel room with me.
1: With me. Right.
2: You know, and, and doing this. And and look, the players had mentioned, you know, they were appreciative of having more family time this week than normal. Um, yeah. Because of it and everything else. But nothing was normal about it. And it doesn't. Imp- I mean, as much as we like to think these players, it doesn't matter the sport, doesn't, that you know, they're just, they go out there and can perform top notch every time. They have things going on in their lives. Yeah. From family to kids to, and then, okay, is my house okay? I mean, you know, we all kind of went through that for the last week. You, you know, right. your, you know, how is the storm going to impact? Do we evacuate? Do we, evacuate? Do we not? What and do we some
1: do? of them weren't. Yeah. And, and even when they got back, they had, the Bucks had to secure hotels here as well as down there. Mm-hmm. Because someone got back and they weren't able they they weren't able to go back home. Yeah.
2: Or they didn't have power or Or they didn't
1: they power was a big reason, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's and, and you know, did that impact tonight? I, I'm sure it did somewhat. I I, I don't mm. know how much. I mean, you know, is that why Rashad White fumbled the opening kickoff? No. Um is that why certain plays happened? Not necessarily, but you know, all of a sudden they got down so quick. You know, I mean and and with everything that happened, it's – I don't want to say it's excusable, but, you know, you could understand that if they weren't at the top of their game tonight. You know, and I – look, it's yeah. I, I, its one of 17 games, and, and you're expected to go out there and, and do your best. And They did, but how much impact everything from the week had on them, hard to tell. And, and you, know, you know, it's a different experience and, and – you know something that you know. We'll, I guess we'll kind of see as they they move forward.
1: Well, I would just say this. You know, the year that they won the Super Bowl, like I said, it was mm-hmm. a closer game, but they did lose to the Chiefs at home. Mm-hmm. And when they got him again, I think you know Tyree Kill went off for about two hundred in the first quarter of that game. And they gave the peace sign. Gave a peace sign, and when they did got him again, of course the Bucks defense was humming. Um, That defensive line knew it was going to dominate and Mm -hmm. did. And they chased Patrick Mahomes 497 yards around the field um, trying to throw the ball (laughs) after he took snaps. So it was a totally different game, a totally different team, but still a lot of the same players like Kelsey. You'd look and you say to yourself over and over again, how can this guy get this open, right? Like surely on third down, you're looking for the guy that Mahomes throws to on third down every time but he was able to complete them, man, and hats off to him. I mean, I think he had had like nine catches on ten targets or something like that. something crazy. Very efficient dude. So we'll see. You know, it's not the start they would have scripted, but like to your point, two and two is still very much in it. And if I'm right, I think that, keeping the same guys week in to week out. They have to they have to string together weeks with Evans, with Godwin, with whoever can join them, um, whether it's Russell Gage or Julio Jones, they're going to get better, you know, and they'll figure out the running game. I really think they'll figure it out. Um just had to abandon ship because they you know, you get behind that quickly. It can get pretty ugly early. So um that's that's just the way the season's gonna go. I mean heck, you know it was pretty dark and gloomy at 7-5 and five the year of the Super Bowl, and nobody thought they were going to make the playoffs. And they didn't lose again the rest of the year. So Tom Brady's very capable of going on these runs, but he needs help. He needs help from everybody, you know. You just you got to play better. And, you know, we'll see what they do against Atlanta next week.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll Meanwhile, see if they have Cameron what, Bray.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Let's Let's hit on that real quick because, you know, the big controversy – and I don't think you and I have hit on it necessarily. Was Tua Tungavaloa, you know, playing four days after it appeared appeared that he had had a concussion? He was unsteady on his feet. Uh, later they came on to say no, it wasn't conduct concussion a week ago. It was just his back uh, locked up on him and he couldn't stand, et cetera. And so they kind of you know sat him down and you know worked on him a little bit. I don't know what they do, uh, but they got him back out there to finish the game, and four days later he's playing on Thursday night football and takes a hit, and that was scary. Man, it was scary, you know, with his, his hands posing the mm-hmm. way they did. And
2: Well, since then they fired the independent neurologist. Yeah. That was a part yeah. of it, and, and the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed that they're going to adjust the protocols.
1: That's right. Um, and, 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 you know, here's the thing. It's going to be a story because I – you know, we asked some questions about it and I think more questions will be asked on the heels of this. Um, but Cameron break basically ran into Chris Godwin and knocked himself down to the ground. And it was clear that when he got up, um, you know, his head was bothering him and then he went over to the sideline and then in short order, he was back in the game and then out again. And, you know, they announced later, much later, I'm afraid, you know, that, he had a concussion and he wasn't going to return. But he got the concussion before he went back out there. So, even now, even after the whole weekend, of you know, sort of what we just went through with Tua, you know, here's a team that essentially knows the guy is concussed or not steady or what have you, um, and they put him back on the on the ground, on the turf. I, I just I don't understand it
2: yeah it's hard I mean, and that one I mean look the 201,
1: oh, you know, obvious. you saw
2: him trying to walk off the field and stumbling, and now obvious. they say it's a back yeah. injury, who knows no maybe he's got a back and a concussion,
1: sure, sure,
2: you know, I mean the Cameron break, you kind of ran in your own teammate, that one didn't i mean it wasn't as obvious at first, i mean he he was down on the ground, you know, so it's i the hard part is 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 you don't know. You don't want to take a guy out of the game if he's not concussed, right? But if there's a chance, they, they've got they they obviously don't have a protocol in place to do it quick enough. The snaps are happening too quick, and they're letting they're letting this. I I, I don't. They've got to figure it out. I mean, Chris Collinsworth talked about it some on the broadcast tonight. They got to figure it out, and it's got to be. Sellable to the public, as he said, and I, I kind of agree with him. I mean, not that that's the reason you do things, but you can't sit there and tell me Tua wasn't concussed in that Sunday night game. He showed every symptom of it, and yet four yeah, days later, I mean, he's back out there and gets concussed again. Or now they're saying concussed.
1: Well, that's why they're going to change. They're going to change the language. I mean, they're going to have to, and
2: they're going to have to change. How how they do it and how quickly they can get a player out of there, yeah. But I mean, you know, here's the thing, and this is where the NFL doesn't want to get to this point: is every time somebody's head is touched, do you have to take them out of the game to check? Yeah. And 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 so there is a well, fine they line. I want people there. to believe
1: mm-hmm. that this it's a great sport and that it's a safe sport. But right now they got a image problem, and if if mom and dad and in my household mom decided that you know my son and we don't have one but my son is not playing football you know because i i'm watching tv and i'm seeing these guys getting splattered and falling down out here and i know it's bad for you and i know about ct you know like that's gonna kill football i mean that that's how you lose the game you know there was a time when boxing was you know the coolest thing ever it's a discipline a sport you know you had great heavyweight champions middleweight champions Mm -hmm. um and then i think too many guys got their brains beating and i i think it hurt boxing because some of these guys stayed too long you could tell they weren't doing well it's a brutal sport pounding your fist into another man um you gotta hope it doesn't go that way you know because I, i the optics are everything for the nfl and they have to change this rule to err on the side of caution mm-hmm. every single time. Well, and we the whole part of the guy.
2: protocol was supposed to be these independent neurologists that... I know, that do, I know. But, but it's it's obvious this this system is not working.
1: No, no, it failed. It failed, and it may have failed Cam Breit a little bit on Sunday night. Could have. We'll have the chance to talk to him later this week, but, you know, I know he went back in the game and then we were told that he had a concussion. He was done for the day, which is really weird. So we got a lot to talk about this week. We'll get into it more later. Of course, the Rays have clinched uh the playoff spot, which is remarkable when you consider all the injuries they've had and still continue to have. We'll see who they wind up playing. It looks like that I guess it could be It'll be Cleveland, uh, Cleveland or Gardens. Toronto. Yeah.
2: They cannot host this round. Can't host. It's a best right. of 3 series, all 3 games in the same city. Mhm. So they'll either take on Toronto or I don't think they can take on Seattle. I don't think Seattle can pass Toronto. I could be wrong on that. Although Toronto would – they can't catch Toronto. So, yeah, they're going to either be at Toronto or at Cleveland. Right. Because if Seattle were to pass Toronto, then Toronto would still be ahead of the Rays, so they would go to Seattle. So, yeah.
1: Right. So, good for them. College football, I mean, USF, Wolf.
2: um, And and you you wonder emotionally how everything the week, I mean, Fair they were down there too. They I played
1: mean, at FAU, all of that. They right?
2: got down big early. They kept battling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you they, know, they scored fighting. some. Yeah. You know, you kind of want. I mean, they're playing a home game in Miami or Boca Raton, right? You know, everything that went, you know, their are they're You know, everybody's moved there. Same deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, you know, you wonder how much impact that had. I mean, you would like to have seen a better start from them for sure. Mm-hmm. And and you, but you just kind of wonder how that impacted them.
1: It may have. It may have greatly, but you know, they've got to start putting up some wins here. Um, yes. Or Jeff Scott may go the way of my Wisconsin coach who got Ooh. fired. I'm actually going to have a party about that <laughs> later on. I, and I didn't go to Wisconsin, but we wa- we have to watch every game because my wife did. That is the worst offense I've ever seen. Um, and now I guess uh, Jim Leonard, the old Baltimore Ravens, is going to take over. He's the defensive coordinator. He'll be good. Don't know what he's going to do with the offense, but you know, that remains to be seen. So, lots to talk about this week. Florida State lost later. to
2: Wake Forest. That was a good game, though.
1: It was a good game. Mm-hmm. And, listen, no shame. Wake Forest is is got a, a guy that's going to play on Sunday, a quarterback. Yes. yes. No, He's Wake Forest, really and their good.
2: receivers are good, too.
1: Receivers are good. They they really had Clemson. They lost in overtime. Probably should have won that game. hmm
2: But, I mean, Florida State, what, they took a 7-0 lead, got down, what, 21-7? Yeah, but they kept battling back. I was that was a really good game. I mean, Florida fun. State no yeah. no reason to hang their head on that game.
1: No, it was fun, and you know they they were four and zero, and now they're four and one. But they they played really well, I thought at times, and didn't win the game. But Wake Forest, like I said, man, they got a quality quality quarterback, and they're kind of feeling themselves a little bit this year. They could be undefeated. So, you know that was that was fun to see. So we'll talk about all the college football. Um, the baseball playoffs, which are just around the corner, with the Rays starts Friday. It, it starts this Friday. How crazy is that, man? Mm-hmm. So it could could be over by what Sunday,
2: I guess. Uh, Saturday,
1: Saturday. Okay. I
2: mean, you know, you play you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's best of three. Yeah, that's so true. You, you lose, lose two in a row, you're two. done by by Sunday. Yeah, or Saturday, you're done. I mean, Sunday done, the series yeah, would be done done if, before if the weekend. Three. Right,
1: yeah. right crazy but this it's is better than
2: the wild card when you had one game now at least you have to lose twice to be eliminated
1: yeah yeah it's just tough to do it on the road the rays are going to mm-hmm. be on the road like for the next 6 months i think
2: yeah cuz if they win this series and they the next two games to start the ALDS would be on the road as well
1: right and they finish the regular season with a road trip
2: 9 game road trip to end the season regular season so
1: yeah it's a lot it is it's a hell of a lot but We'll catch up to them uh, as they get uh, into the postseason. Just remember to check out our folks at May Electric Solar. They've been in this business for 12 years. You can go to the Hudson showroom, look at all their displays and products, and start saving today. They're they're the solar energy experts. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Get a free estimate. Lower your electric bill. May Electric, 727 819 it's way too early in the morning to go much longer, but we will be back, I guess, tomorrow or today, depending on your perspective. Thanks for listening, as always. For Steve Ursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.